Hey, this is Nikki on the Beautiful Fashion Podcast, and today I'm talking with Kelly Much. You are an absolute inspiration for coming up with this company, Eco Evie, that was inspired by your nine-year-old daughter, Evie. I, I would like to say that she came up with this. This is not my idea. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, let's talk about how it came to be. Um, absolutely. So, um, Evie is an awesome kid. She is nine. Um, she will be 10 later this year, which is crazy for me as mom. Um, she is my first kid. I have another daughter who just turned four yesterday. Um, and Evie was diagnosed with autism when she was two and a half. Um, and part of her, we like to call it her superpowers, right? Her autism powers is that she is hyper-focused on, um, her love for animals, that's her affinity thing, is animal facts and just learning everything she can about animals. So it had been several years of her asking me, Mom, what kind of business are we going to have so we can raise money to donate to help animals? Um, you know, we'd go through the zoo and she would read the signs saying, you know, this animal is, you know, critically injured or vulnerable. And, and there's so many of them um, out there that are in those those endangered statuses, and she just became very concerned for them and wanted to know how she could help. And so we spent a summer making rubber band bracelets and selling them around the neighborhood, and so this had been like kind of a long time coming that she wanted to do something for this. So it's great that she's so focused on something that's that's so influential um, and can be so big. She said, Mom, what else are we going to do? We, we need to raise more money. How are we going to do this? And I had come across a company that was taking post-consumer water bottles that were used, right, and recycled, and then turning it into yarn. So then I had to find somewhere to take the yarn, because they don't make fabric out of it, they just make yarn. So then I had to find a place to take the yarn and knit up the fabric, and then have it shipped to a manufacturer who was going to work with it. So um, that took about a year to get all of those pieces together. But we, we have a, a shipment now of 100% post-consumer recycled water bottle fabric. And Evie is choosing the endangered animals that we feature on our clothing. So that's kind of, I guess, the, the short story. Yeah. <laughs> but a short version of, of kind of how we got to where we are today. And, of course, with the um, total intent of, you know, raising money for animal conservation. So we do um, plan on donating 10% of our profits to uh, different animal conservation groups, whatever we research and deem worthy of, of the money. That's where we want to put it. So That is really, really cool. Now, where is the fabric made? So the fabric and the recycling is all done in North Carolina. So the fabric is actually made only... It's less than 200 miles away from the recycling facility, so it's wonderful because they have a great connection already, and, you know, we get to ship at a very short distance compared to a lot of other things. Yeah, which is really, really big, when, especially when we're talking about the environment and when we're talking yeah. about when – you're, when you're finding fabrics that are made out of 100% recycled materials, obviously the environment is a big concern. Yes. And – how are you dealing with that as a company and, and what were your concerns going into a clothing company? So I, my background is in retail. Um, I actually worked for Kohl's and Bonton um, previously in their corporate offices developing products. So I was very familiar with how things are made overseas, what that process looks like. And, you know, knowing 
how far things have to travel. Now, overseas, where a lot of clothing is made, there are some communities that have a zipper person right next door to the fabric mill, right next door to the dyeing facilities. So they do tend to kind of cluster those uh, manufacturing components and work together. It's just that the United States doesn't have that infrastructure quite yet. So we want to cut down on those uh, emissions from traveling and from the logistics portion of actually getting those garments from overseas to the United States. It takes a long time and there's a lot involved with the travel component of that. I kind of knew what we were up against and wanted to make sure that when we brought it, you know, stateside that we were able to really make that supply chain really, really tight so that it wasn't traveling a really long distance to get here. So does that also affect the designs that you create? So the designs we create are unique because of a couple of reasons. Our manufacturer specializes in dye sublimation. It's a heat transfer process and you cook the fabric like really high heat and the ink actually goes from being a solid to a gas without ever being a liquid. So it permeates into the fabric and becomes part of the fabric, which is wonderful. There are a lot of things that possibilities that we can use in our designs that go along with that process. And then the other great part about that process is that we can make little to no, you know, inventory. We don't have to have an inventory model. We can kind of do a purchase activated model. So as we get orders, we submit them to the manufacturer. They get made especially for that person. And then we're not increasing the amount of waste that a lot of companies do with carrying inventory. So how about how long does it take to go from, you know, the order to actually be delivered to the person who ordered it? We quote on our website about 18 days, which is really quick in the grand scheme of getting, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a garment made from nothing. But it is a little bit longer than a lot of people wait typically in this age of Amazon, right? But this is kind of (laughs) anti-Amazon. We want to be more thoughtful about our purchases. We want to be more thoughtful about, you know, what we're consuming. So I think that this works really well for our business model. Yeah. And the the other thing is when you're thinking about, you know, zero waste, the fact that, you know, the items are being made when you order them, it I think it makes you a little bit more comfortable with the fact that it takes that long to be able to get the item. But then on top of it, now you have something special that is 100% recycled. So yeah. can it be recycled again? So it can. Um, we're actually working with the recycler to try to have get a program started where we can send our garments back to them to be recycled further. So the beauty of keeping the content as 100% recycled polyester, it allows us to be able to then recycle it again. We're not blending it with another fiber that actually makes things really, really difficult to recycle. When something is blended, because we see this sometimes where it says that it's made with recycled products or whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. that's often blended with like a cotton or something. So why is it that it can be recycled if it's 100%, but if it's blended, we can't recycle it? It would be the same as when you've got we just had a birthday party, right? So we got toys that were in packaging that's paper mixed with plastic, mixed with, you know, tiny little Swift tacks holding things in place. You have to be able to separate all those components. And so fibers are very similar where once they're blended, they can't be separated again. They become one, one item. And right now there are people working on technology to try to be able to separate fibers 
But right now, unless it is a pure fiber, it's not going to be able to be recycled right now. So why is this something that is so important to you? Like when you were looking at starting this company and, and looking into the recycled plastics, why was that your goal? We spend a lot of time at zoos because obviously it's really animals. You know, we would get to the gift shop and my kids literally do not wear clothing that doesn't have animals on it. Like, it won't wear it if there's not an animal somewhere on this garment. So we would buy a lot of, you know, stuff from the gift shop for the kids, right? And I'd get to the gift shop and I'd go, wow, what a disconnect from the messaging in the zoo and how, you know, how important this is for these animals. And then you get to the gift shop and you're buying you know, a 100% cotton t-shirt that was made overseas and there's nothing special about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that kind of stuck with me that we can do better. If you have an organization or something that is supporting the environment, you should also be making apparel that goes along with that and speaks the same message. And so that was really important to us is If we can do better, we want to do better. So that was when the recycled opportunity came up. It just made perfect sense to couple something that is environmentally conscious messaging with an environmentally conscious product. Yeah, which is really, really cool because a lot of people don't realize the waste that comes from the fashion industry and from the clothes that we're buying. And that's something that you don't know unless you're told. So that's a conversation that we need to keep having. And a lot of people are concerned about sustainability and concerned now about um, the renewable resources to be able to use things that are renewable to make clothing. But this Mm -hmm. is a a different way to help out the environment. Not necessarily using anything that's renewable, but using something that's already existing. Absolutely. I mean, regardless of whether you're sure, you know, a lot of people are on an, an organic cotton movement, which is lovely, you know, for what it is, but cotton in general, there's not going to be enough cotton available to clothe the earth's people as the population keeps rising. We have to come up with ways where we can use things that we've already taken those resources from the earth once. How can we use them again? So, you know, I always tell people if they really want to, you know, having a, a recycled product is to do that. Now you're taking something that existed here already and you're going to repurpose it and you're going to reuse it again. Whether it's a total transformation like our product where it's water bottles into fabric or even if it's stuff around your house that you're able to reuse and repurpose, that's what's going to make the biggest impact. Yeah, and I think that's such a cool thing. That's such, such a great message to be able to pass on to people is not only do we need to look at doing stuff sustainably in fa- in the fact of, you know, finding renewable things to make clothes out of, but having that way to be able to reuse the items that are already here, that are already creating the waste. So this is just a fabulous idea. I absolutely love it. And one thing that I want to note is that the clothing is very silky and soft. And I did not <laughs> realize when you told me that they were made out of plastic bottles. Yeah, it does not feel like you're wearing a plastic bottle, okay? Yes, and I kind of expected it to be a little bit stiffer, you know, a little bit rough, because I think of like... Maybe crunchy? Yeah, yeah, maybe not not crunchy per se, but you know, just like kind of scratchy. But then when yeah. I actually felt the fabric and it's so silky and smooth, it just, it, it feels really nice and it's not what I expected at all. <laughs> well, I mean, if it if it helps at all. So Evie um, has always had, along with her autism, some sensory issues, 
with clothing specifically. So if it's not soft, she's not going to wear it. <laughs> so okay. To this day, she has never worn a pair of jeans. <laughs> Because they just don't feel good. Um, I never understood why kids in jeans worked after I had Evie. I was like, this is not a thing. Uh Um, So, you know, the other thing that we do is um, our our internal tag that we have that, you know, labels our garment is removable. So that's a a nice feature, you know, a tear-away tag. And then the seams on the inside are also constructed using a really, really soft thread. So there's never going to be any uh, sensitivity issues. Kids not going to put it on and want to take it off immediately like my kids do in some some particular clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that was really important to us also when we were designing the clothing. So, And you do only offer kids clothing at this point, right? Right now it's kids, yep. So later this year, we would love to be able to get into men's or women's. We're relatively new at this. We just launched in October, so we're trying to kind of build what we can right now. Although I will tell you that we are going to be launching a new design in our kids' line coming up here really quick. So if we have anybody who wants to jump on our website, sign up for our email newsletter. They're going to be the first to know. We're actually going to do it a little different. We're going to we're going to pre-sell this item. So we'll have a window of time where we're going to take orders and then we're going to do a bigger fulfillment of it when we're done taking those orders. So we're really excited about it. We have a special fund in mind that we want to be donating to, but I can't tell you because it'll give it away. But you're going to want to go on our website and check it out. <laughs> awesome. And I do love the fact that there is the donation aspect to this, too, to, to help out the animals because we know they're in big trouble and we need to do yeah. something to help them, too. So beyond the recycling Absolutely. aspect, the donation aspect is really cool, too. So I applaud your efforts. And I think this is a fantastic company. And what a great idea. And Evie is an amazing kid for <laughs> coming up with this and pushing you, pushing you to do she something. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it's funny because I really do feel like eco and this is why we wanted we want to be able to do, you know, adult clothing as well. It, it's really a generational thing. It's an intergenerational thing. Her amount of caring that she has for the environment has turned on some of my bad habits. It's really learning from her. This matters to her. This is her, the earth that she's going to grow up in. And when she gets to my age, you know, it would be great if these animals were still around. You know, if we didn't have to just see them in history books or, you know, if her kids get to be able to experience these animals as well. I think that that's really important. And, and we definitely, you know, I want to do better for her. You know, my parents are the same way where they're like, we want to do better for her. You know, she's kind of inspiring us to live smarter and do what we can. And we are nowhere near perfect. Trust me, I am not a, you know, one mason jar full of garbage for the year person. But we have dramatically increased our recycling in our home. We've done a lot of things around our home to try to make our home more sustainable and just do the right thing. You know, when we throw things away, they don't go away. Mm-hmm. And that's a really hard thing to kind of digest. And I I grew up in a disposable era where we bought things and we threw them in the garbage when we were done, you know. And so trying to change my mindset has been really important as well. It's been a big piece of this. So we hope we can inspire other people to take up more sustainable practices in their everyday life. Because if one person does one thing, it doesn't seem like a lot. But if 7 million people do one thing, that's a lot. That is a fantastic message to spread as well. And you are from Wisconsin, so that's a great tie. (laughs) Yes, born and raised here. Yes. (laughs) 
So you know how much we enjoy the outdoors and getting out. And if we can, you know, help protect our environment, we just get to do that a little bit more. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kelly. I really appreciate you talking with me today on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us.